Hey there, welcome to our Steelers show. I am Chris. I've got Joe and Paul's back. Uh, all the games here. Welcome back, Paul. Um, Paul came back on a really depressing night to talk about Steelers football. <laughs> I think Paul comes back because he's angry. Yes. <laughs> Things are going well. He's like, meh. But uh, <laughs> he saw that game. was like, oh, I got some stuff. I got. I have to no, get I'm off I'm all my fired up because... Dune Part 2 finished filming the other day, so I am on cloud oh. nine. Were you there? How do <laughs> no. you know? Paul's starting with Dune Part 2. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it's going to be like, it's Dune, well, they, so there's a lot of effects and stuff, so that's going to be another year before that comes out. Yeah, but the, it's, it's, it's the process is in motion. Yeah, I guess. It's well, a milestone. I suppose. Let's, let's at least leave with the sealers. So anybody that's tuning in for the series aren't like, why do you talk about Dune 2? <laughs> Believe me, we never really talk about what we say we do in the headline. Yeah. Maybe that's why we are where we are right now. But It's that know. banter that lets our audience get to it's, know us as people. Yes, it's the banter what? that they love. Both of them. Well, well, Both we of got, the people who listen to this we, thing. We got hour and a half of Accenture segments where I got story ideas. We can just talk about whatever. Okay, we'll matter, stick to the Steelers but, for now, I guess. Yes. Uh, Steelers lose 16-14. to 14. They didn't play well. Their defense gave up a ton of yards. Um, Kane Pickett. A ton of rushing yards. Rushing yards, yards, yeah. Yeah, definitely not passing yards. Right. Um, Kenny Pickett, concussion protocol. He got kind of knocked out of the game. Uh, NFL's, On the second or third play, right? Yeah. NFL's treating this stuff a lot um, stricter now. Based off of some stuff that happened. Other than the fact that you can grab a guy by his face mask, throw his head down on the turf, and not get a flag. But yeah, how was that? How was that not a flag? I don't understand. (laughs) Because the NFL, if you breathe near Tom Brady, that is (laughs) the the NFL doesn't have full time refs, and the NFL doesn't care. How do they not? Doesn't make sense. I don't understand how they don't have full time refs. I think they love the controversy. You know, it's like, hey, at least you're talking about us and everything. So, no. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I mean, to be honest, it, it's. I wouldn't tweet half as much. About half of my tweets go directly to at NFL officiating. And you know what? I, I've given up on that because the NFL doesn't care about officiating. No. I'm assuming nobody checks that. Right. Well, but even in watching the game, I don't even think. I mean, yeah, the bad calls are saying that's a bad call, but it's just one guy in the office in New York, like that. Joe, so mean me. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just sitting in an office crying. Yes. He doesn't know what it's like. I'm not even that mean. I'm just like, is anybody watching this? (laughs) Hello. Um. Paul, you're our guy in the Pittsburgh area. Um, Kane Pickett was a limited participant uh, today. I'm assuming that he would have to become a full participant or more participant to be able to play. Has there been any talk about what he's looked like or if people think he's going to be ready to play? He had his helmet on today. That was about it. Um, He was fully naked except for (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's ready to play. How, how um, helpful is the I, helmet? I think the general point. consensus I was getting today is that most people are like, this is his second concussion in one season. Um, please don't rush him back. Um, I, yeah. I think we'd rather he sit out a week than risk him like being brain damaged before his second season starts. 
I, I hate to. Well, let me just say it. That's that's what we do on this podcast. We just say things, and whatever happens afterwards, it happens. But you know, I think to Mason Rudolph, and we can talk about Mason Rudolph in a second. It, it was funny because, well, not funny, haha, funny in a word, kind of concerning way. Think back that year that Big Ben got knocked out for the year. Like he got hurt in the second game. They brought Mason Rudolph in against um, Seattle, I believe it was. He didn't look that bad against Seattle. I think he threw for one or two touchdowns in the second half. Um, he started the game against Baltimore, and he got a concussion then. And I always look at Mason Rudolph and go, I don't know if he's ever been the same as after that concussion. And that's why I would pick it. It kind of worries me. Because, you know, like you guys say, he's been concussed for two times already. And I'm like, how many more times are you concussed before, you know, he loses? I, I'm not saying he's going to lose is, it as in everything, but I, that, I think Mason's so freaked out from that concussion. I think that's that why Mason's of, not playing well. It's kind of a similar question to the how many licks to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop. Like, yeah, I think it's three. Like, mm-hmm. you, <laughs> how many licks can you take and get concussed? A one, I mean, a two, who, a three. I, I get that they're they're saying that they're serious about concussions now, but I've had a mild concussion. Both of my kids have had mild concussions. To to seven days later being fully functional is very hard for me to swallow. Yeah, I, that your brain is rattling in your skull. That that shouldn't be happening. And. So, I mean, it, I guess it's the same thing with Chris Letang for the Penguins has a stroke and 10 days later, he's back out on the ice that this, it doesn't seem wise from a healthcare perspective. To... <laughs> well, yeah, I'm thinking too, and I hate to bring this up because we, uh, you know, we used to get goofy on this show, but I was thinking about the really weird news today about the Ellen co-host oh, DJ yeah. Twitch, whoever his name was, he died, reported suicide and, Everyone's like, oh, man, he was a nice guy. He was. I mean, and he was always smiling and brightening up the room. But, you know, we talk about mental health. We talk about some of the other stuff going on. And sometimes that's brought on by concussions, like of CTE yeah. and other stuff like that. And I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's tough. And I know, unfortunately, and I think we're smart enough where we don't make the same mistake other people do, but there's a lot of football fans out there that maybe that's the bad thing about having Madden. Sometimes people look at these guys like a Madden figure, you know, where, yeah, they're a cyborg. They're, you know, hopefully they'll play okay. But, you know, like all of us, they have real feelings and all this other stuff. And, you know, you know, Paul Reese is a good point with Pickett and, the two concussions. I mean, it's it's scary. I mean, yeah. they're competitive professional athletes. I get that. So none of them are going to say my head hurts or light hurts me. They're going to say I'm good to go. Somebody right. needs to be the adult and say, I know you feel fine, but your brain was bobbling around in your head seven days ago. Take a break. Today. Well, that is the whole point of the the. Uh, concussion protocol at this at this point because it, it did used to be well, if you say you're okay uh, and then you know weeks or months later that person's like I don't remember saying that and I don't remember that game and you're like what 
but you said you were fine. That's the whole point of this. The, all the concussion protocol stuff is to actually verify if somebody feels fine. Okay, now let's go through these protocol things. And they're doing the best that they can to try to try to be that adult in the room to say, no, you're, you, you can't go back out there. And it's not up to the team. It's not up to the individual player. There's verification. So that's, I just, that's I the like idea. How do how are these? And I, maybe we should get the our doctor friend back on. But like, when my daughter got a mild concussion playing soccer, the doctor's like, "You're not doing anything for at least two weeks." Boom. Period. Just, I mean, I, I got to plug into my internet or something. It's, I mean, yeah. nothing <laughs> at all. Like, every time you make stupid. a point, excuses from homework. Just every it's and. How, what doctor is going to say seven days after you had your brain rattled, go out and play rough with some 300 pound guys? That'll be fine. Well, here's the other thing that bugs me it happened on the other side. I mean, Tyler Huntley had to leave yeah. the game after a concussion on his own. And, you know, back to Paul's original point, um, I think it was all Rokon Smith sacked, um, you know, Pickett, which led to his concussion and injury. And hey, like, maybe touch the guy before they go up the middle like that. That's another well, not topic. Every uh, that's another topic. <laughs> not every concussion hit is illegal. I mean, just getting oh, yeah. somebody a concussion shouldn't necessarily be penalized. But the thing I didn't like about it is, all right, you knock pick out of the game, he's out. You know, and the other guy should he get penalty? I'm not sure if he should have been kicked out of the game. But he to have no penalty for grabbing him by the face mask and like flipping him down onto the ground, right? It, yeah, it was but, a pretty, it was a pretty nasty slam. Yeah, he 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 slammed him back pretty good. Should not be warned for penalty, but grabbing their face mask and grabbing them by the head in general that that should be discouraged. But here's the other thing too, and maybe this is too extreme, but I'm wondering, okay, if you know to take somebody out of the game. You give them a concussion. What would that stop? Okay, if you're playing a really good team with a really good quarterback or receiver or whatever, man, if you give them a concussion, they're out of the game. And I know that there's been players in the background that say that. You know, Jack Tatum was a famous defensive back for Oakland, and he and this is back in the seventies around the Seal Curtain time. He wanted to give guys concussions. He's just like, all right, I'm taking him out of the game and everything. Yeah, but let's, now, let's not leave the steel curtain out of that. Let's be honest. I mean, this <laughs> right, is, but what, but this is saying, why they were the steel curtain. Like everybody's like, right. oh, the steel curtain was so awesome. Yeah, the steel curtain couldn't play today. Like <laughs> right, they would have been arrested, not even well, just kicked out right. of the game. Like it's assault. <laughs> well, and, and here's the situation now. If you know, and I'm not saying current NFL players want to severely injure everybody else, but if they know you're easily going to get pulled from the game for, after a concussion report, what would stop somebody from injuring somebody just to make sure they're out of the game because of showing signs of a concussion? But now you're, yeah. yeah, but now you're talking like Bounty Gate. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Saints thing where they were paying guys to injure people on the other side. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, let's not pretend that oof. that doesn't happen. Right. Like, this is, this no is a game, and that's part of part of playing the game is playing around the rules and playing, you know, playing to win. Um, there are linebackers out there who who have no who would have no qualms about saying, "Oh, the concussed guy's back." 
Right. He's mine. Bonus you or know, no bonus. You, you're aware <laughs> yeah. of that. You're aware as a cornerback of uh, a receiver who's got a, a bad ankle. You're aware of linemen who have, you know, arm or, or hand injuries or anything that's going to be able to give you an advantage. That's what you do. That's what you study. Right. And to you can't really, oh, we're just going to ignore the injuries or the concussion prone or the whatever else. Like, when there's no way anybody's going to ignore that stuff. That's what you play. That's what you do. That's part of the game. And the game is brutal. Uh, I don't want to play it. I would be reluctant to sign my, my sons up for it. I do like to watch it. <laughs> right. I also, I also will uh, look and see at the, see the car wreck as I'm driving by on the highway. Like I also do that. I'm not proud right. of it. <laughs> I, mean, I, remember I don't start I a podcast it. about it. But... When I played high school, there's one guy during practice. I don't know what I did to anger him, but you anytime existed. we went off on each other, like we, we, I would, I'd be playing, you know, tackle. He was a defensive end. We'd be blocking and, and, and the skirmish of everything. Any chance he had to take his cleats and stomp on my arm, he would. Yeah. Yes. Every time. Yes. For, I never did anything to the guy, but. You played opposite him. Yeah. And that's. <laughs> and somebody didn't coach that guy up to remind him that you are both on the same team. And uh, ultimately, if you if you can't play the game, he also loses. Like it's, um, I don't. Yeah, know. Uh, all of this aside, uh, I know that sports teams want to win; they want to be competitive. But you know, Chris, you kind of hinted at it. These are these are young guys who have a future and loved ones, and right. they're not. They're not Madden figures. They're, they're actual human beings who have lives outside of football. And you're playing fast and loose with the well-being of that future life by rolling them out as quickly as humanly possible. Is this not, why, uh, is this not why Andrew Luck left the game? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. to be uh, able to have a life after football, so I'm just going to go ahead and do that. There was a five billion board article in uh, what was it ESPN about it, which could pretty much be good summary. Say, look, enough of this. You know, I'm, you know, I don't want to be a like you said, vegetable or anything like that. So, uh, a couple things I was thinking about. Yeah, the Mitch Trubisky thing. Um, he kind of let loose. He uh, he took too many chances, and you know, you could say that about young quarterbacks, older quarterbacks. It, it just isn't going to work. I'm not saying that this is the end of Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh. I would like to see Mason Rudolph. And I, I'm with you, Paul. If um, Pickett's okay, you need to still see Pickett develop. But Pickett has to miss a week or two. And I would say I agree with you, Paul, on the aspect of, you know, maybe you say, hey, Kenny, let's just take a week. I mean, we're out of the playoffs now. Uh, take a week. We want you to feel better. I kind of like to see – Mason Rudolph. I'm not expecting a lot out of Mason Rudolph. I just want to see where he's at so the Sooners know what to do moving forward. Uh, so say Pickett's the guy, which is fine. You, you know, it's, you want Mason Rudolph to be your backup or Mitch Trubisky to be a backup? Um, they really haven't played Rudolph that much this year. I just want to see what Rudolph can do and see who's better, him or Trubisky when you look at the second spot. 
Would you guys agree, or you feel differently? Joe, you can go first. I, no, I mean you're you you look like you you look like a man who has an thought. So go for <laughs> oh, it. Oh, look out! Oh, first of all, apparently the word is off the record. Mitch was kind of grumbling that he's getting all this hate for going in on, in relief and throwing three picks, but Kenny Pickett did that and he becomes a starter. It's like, yeah, because he's a rookie and you're a veteran, and that's expected from working out a veteran. But that being said. Mason Rudolph, who's also a little snarky this week and possibly valid reasons. This is his chance. I say give it to him. Brett Mason Rudolph III, you start this week and you prove the world that you were done dirty. Best case scenario, he balls out, we get a W, and teams are like, hey, we want that guy. More likely scenario, he does what he does, and we roll our eyes and move on to the next week. But Brett Mason Rudolph the third, this is your chance, my man. Just go off and take all your pent up anger and take it out on the Panthers and put up four hundred yards and four touchdowns, and you go off. Yeah, but what happens if that's what he does? And great, we can trade him finally. <laughs> Or you get rid of Mitch, now you've got your backup and Mason Ralph. I, I really think this because is the Panthers, issue. Panthers, by the way, he should put up a good game against the Well, Panthers. I mean, I'm not arguing with you, but <laughs> I mean, who knows? By the end of the game, either Mitch or Mason may actually be playing for the Panthers. Carolina is going to give the Seals some challenges, and we can talk about that in a minute. Uh, but yeah, I I really think Seal fans need to realize Mitch Mason are about the same type of players. It's not like Mason's going to come in and become Pat Mahomes. And I think Mitch isn't that much better now because he's a rookie and he's going to develop and get better. So the hard thing about it is now it's turning a big quarterback debate here in Pittsburgh, but. Yeah, why is it Wednesday and we're having an open competition? Um, Coach T, it's Wednesday. Just pick a guy and go. Right. I mean, well, this isn't August, my man. Don't be, looked- don't be confused. This is this is Tomlin, man. He is telling the press the nothing that Tomlin tells the press. That is what he does. And then you find out later, oh, no, it was never an open competition. This was <laughs> the whole season was built around getting Pe- Kenny Pickett ready to go. It was never Mitch, but he wasn't ready to go. But let's be honest. If it comes down to Mitch against Mason, I mean, that's, that's like saying, <laughs> yeah, do I want to step in cat turds or dog turds? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's cat. It, it is what it is, yeah. Uh, Depends. Am I barefoot? What are What are we talking about here? Yeah, probably shoes. I I, probably shoes. Then doesn't matter. I I think yeah. barefoot. It, it's either a dog turd or cat puke in the middle of the night. Ooh, those are the choices. Yes. Yeah. Right. And what I'm saying is, <laughs> yeah, I stand by. I stand by what I said. Give Mason Ruff a chance. But this isn't like oh he's going to become a elite quarterback. It's no. It's crap. I mean, the, the likelihood of either one of those two guys, I mean, you've got the anomalies like Geno Smith, but I mean, I, 
I don't know that we can then assume that either Mitch or Mason is going to blossom into this great quarterback all of a sudden. The um, on defense, and I'm I'm, I'm just getting depressed talking about this. Um, you know, Huntley gets chased out of the game with um, you know, a concussion. They bring in Anthony Brown. He's just a string guy, and, and Anthony Brown should be playing. Why can't the Steelers stop the run game, especially in a situation like that, when you know they're not going to be running the ball? I was very disappointed. He was suiting they up to start doing... helping out at the concession stand right before he got called. Yeah, yeah. And then Which I think they needed some relief at the hot dog stand. It, it was yeah. rough. They could put 10, 11 guys in the box. They didn't. And, and the Ravens have a really good running game. I, I saw a sports report. They were breaking down some of the tape from the game and say, hey, look, the Ravens have a really good game plan going in. But my goodness, you got to do better than the Susan. I'm just – I'm very happy that the Panthers no longer have Christian McCaffrey. I will tell you, though, uh, they have two young guys that have been playing really, really well as of late. Steelers better figure out how to stop the runner. They could be in trouble with that alone. Um, I can't remember uh, both the guys' names, but Carolina's got some really good young backs. Which is why they can let McCaffrey go. Yeah. And, you know, um, Sam Donald has been playing super well. But, man, if, if Donald is okay and manages the game, Man, Carolina could hurt the Steelers with the run game. I mean, it's it's going to be, it's going to be tough. And I hate to be negative, but yeah, after watching what I mean, the run defense is going to this is kind of like you know, think about when next time the Steelers play the Browns, and you know that Nick Chubb is just going to get the ball over and over and over, and we won't be able to stop him. Kind of we like don't know that. back in the day, we could give the ball to Jerome Bettis. Everybody knows we're giving it to Bettis, but they can't stop him. But yet, here the Steelers are. Everybody knows what we're going to do, but we can't pull it off. Right. Yeah. But hasn't it been like the last two or three times we've played the Browns where that has been very true? (laughs) That has been very, very true. And for reasons beyond any type of (laughs) rational understanding, the one thing that that could keep Chubb from just running – like a 300-yard game, is that they don't give him the ball. That was the only thing that was going to keep that from happening. And what did they do? Not give him the ball. Was he unhealthy? No. He could have done it, and they just didn't give it to them. They browned it up. So I agree with you that he absolutely could and probably should, but that doesn't mean the Browns won't just go out there and brown. And see, the, the conspiracy theory I buy into is that Stefanski was deliberately trying to throw Mayfield under the bus last year. Well, I don't disagree with that, but that <laughs> dude went out to L.A. And, and won a game on a last-second drive with less than 24 yeah, hours uh, preparation. Yeah, the Raiders' defense leaves a lot to be desired. I, I'm not... I don't disagree with that, but yeah. he did it. And it was... all you got to do is show up and execute, and he did it. Baker Mayfield he didn't lose. 
for the sake of his professional career, Baker Mayfield needed a win. He got that. I'm just saying, based on that one game, I wouldn't say, holy crap, he's back. I mean, there were some extenuating circumstances, but it's a step in the right direction. I mean, we always talk for about sure. that with Kane Pickett. But, and, you know, just the, the the opposite is true. If if he had lost that game, even though it had only been 24 hours notice, even though it had been whatever, blah, 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 uh, everybody would have written him off for good. Yeah, it, and it, it would have proven uh, Cleveland right, and it would have proven Carolina right in the, in the all of the articles that were written about it. And I just love that it's in everyone's face. I love it. Yeah, I mean, good so for this Baker is Mayfield. Mason Rudolph the third's opportunity to do the same. I'll I'll take it. <laughs> I'm not stopping him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's just see something different. Last thing I have, and we need to catch up. We're running a, a little bit behind because I mean. It's Wednesday. We know what happened. Um, last thing I had about the game, and we could briefly talk about Carolina. We've already even talked about that. Um, a little disappointing. I like Chris Boswell, and I don't think really had anything to do with Chris Boswell. But for as bad as the Sewers played, if they would have gotten that field goal <laughs> kick blocked, they could still won the game. They lost by two, and they had a field goal kick blocked. You know. Um, I, well, th- well, three times they went down the field, were in the red zone, and came away with zero points because of the yeah. interceptions. Like, if we would have gotten three well, more touchdowns, we have <laughs> also would have won. Well, and you can make a four. I, I think that kick was outside the 20, but, you know, they were in at least field goal range. And, yeah. And, you know, so for as bad as they played, you know, they still Baltimore let them in, and uh, they just couldn't stop the run. Um, the Carolina game coming up, I mean, I kind of said kind of how I feel. Um, if the Steelers can wise up and stop the run, I think they could win this game. But, man, Carolina's got a good run defense. And, I mean, I'm hoping this was um, not a regular occurrence because if Carolina runs well too, I don't know if the Steelers get blown out, but the Steelers aren't going to win if Carolina can run the ball. Well, we've also got the issue of Wormley being out now, right? Chris Wormley is done for the year. Uh, And they picked up somebody off of the Jets. uh, Jonathan Marshall. Jonathan Marshall. And uh, the scouting report all all sounded really good. Uh, The only one concerning thing that I read is that he seemed to, on long drives, get more tired as the drive goes on. And that's just conditioning. Yeah. but that, but other all the other things said is that he he was deep on in the depth chart, but that's just because everybody else in front of him was that good. It's that he's a really good prospect. So maybe something develops, but I doubt he's gonna you know Baker Mayfield this thing and show up and show out in the first day. Yeah. Well, Fryermuth's got a bum foot. TJ's got bum ribs. I mean. Yep. Uh, it's just a bummy season. <laughs> I'll put it like that. Um, predictions Somebody throw the game? ball to Pickens. Just throw the ball to Pickens. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just throw Pickens it to Pickens. To carry. Good for Pickens and, you know, trying to go after people. But, I don't know. It was tough. Uh, picks for the game. I don't know. I'm still being pessimistic. Uh, I don't know. Carolina 17, Pittsburgh 13. I'm going to go I, – I, I got to stick with my preseason pick. So I, I'm going to go Steelers 17, Panthers 16. Okay. Oh, 
You think is is it last second or is it a defense? I think stand? they're going to go for two to win it and not not get it. Carolina will. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. That's possible. Uh, I'm feeling a a seventeen thirteen kind of thing myself. Steelers. I think it's not last second. You know, but uh, I, I do think that that's how it'll end up. I hate to say it, guys. I, I don't want to be wrong, but this could be a big day for the Carolina running game. I don't know. All right. I, don't, I think that number will get high, but I don't think it will. we're going to bend and not break on it. Okay. Any of your thoughts on the Steelers? Um, you know, we got a lot of other I like them. I wish they were about. doing better than they are. I hope they get I'm better, I'm not as depressed as Chris is. I mean, this, this was going to be a rough year, and it's been, but we're – I think we have the pieces to build for the coming years, and so I, I'm not, I'm not all depressed and 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 just curmudgeoning about this. It sounds it sounds ridiculous, but their schedule really opened up, and the fact that you couldn't win the game with everything Bomber had going against it, yeah, I mean you can make an argument if they end up making the playoffs, they're going to probably get rammed real quick by Buffalo or Kansas City, but. You know, to Joe's point, I wasn't paying attention earlier. You know, Joe a couple weeks ago said, look, the schedule's going to lighten up a lot. And really, Baltimore was the best team that they faced. And again, for as crappy as the Steelers played, and you know, part of it was Baltimore didn't have their quarterbacks healthy. But man, Baltimore didn't play that well either. I mean, other than no. the fact that they ran the ball down the Steelers' throats. That Steelers and Ravens, no matter how good or bad they are, will always be a butt-ugly game. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter. It was like two stellar teams, and it was still just a crap fest for years. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not making excuses. As soon as play like dog crap, even if they uh, say Chris Boswell's kick went six inches higher, uh, missed the Ravens guy, and let's say Sewers won that. I, I still don't think they played that well, but no, <laughs> no, they uh, did not. Very tough. But they All had right. the chance to win at the very at the. You know they could have they could have come away with those points. Any other thoughts on the Steelers? Nope. No. I I am doing my best to stay awake. I was sitting on that couch and I almost won Joe Frost and everybody. And, you know we don't want that. <laughs> it happens. It happens sometimes. So uh, yeah, we gotta get through this uh, pretty quick. So to stay on time, so I can fall asleep on time, we better take off. So for the Steelers show, hey, uh, check out the ways you can support our show. Um, Appreciate all the support. Um, lots of good download numbers this week. I'm appreciative of that. Um, all we got to do is talk about Arby's and talk about fight there, and it, it does well. Um, uh, one thing. Oh, two quick things. Well, all support. Arby's has to do is have more fights. Yes, yes, very much so. Um, two quick things I wanted to mention real quick in terms of promos. Uh, do you guys remember Doug Staley from the long? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Doug uh, was a journalist, and Doug's now in the mission field. Uh, he came back over the weekend and sat with him. I said, dude, you got to do a podcast. He's like, all right. Uh, he did really well. He talked about what led him from journalism to the mission field. Um, so we got to talk to him. We got that up. Um, you can't talk to Misha in just 20 minutes, so we're going to try a tape. 
another part of the interview on Friday, but the first part's up for, for anybody that wants to listen to it. And then, uh, Paul, I was telling you that I've been working on this for a while. I uh, finally got the chance to talk to Eric Pickerel, one of the senior pastors of Vineyard Columbus. Uh, he came on, made his podcast uh, debut, and Eric did a good job. Uh, talked a lot about abortion and politics and how Christians can approach it differently. It doesn't have to be uh, based on the Republican Party. And I'll tell you, Paul, the th- thing I was most impressed about him, I talked about, hey, if only politics could be more in the central, in the medium. He agreed with me. I'm like, all right, dude. <laughs> you're, you're a hero in, on my book. So, all right. Well, next show, we'll, um, we'll give you guys each a chance to promote some stuff next show. So thanks for checking out the Sula Show. Have a great night, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.